welcome back to My Best Friends and Engineer. I'm Lexi. And I'm Libby. And we've got an awesome episode for you guys today. We are um, going to be talking a little bit about the transition from undergrad to postgrad. Uh, but for, before we get into that, how have you been, Lexi? I've been good since I talked to you two days ago. <laughs> yeah, right? We'll, we'll see. It's uh, so funny how they, like, our listeners don't know when we're recording this, but, like, it's so off for us. <laughs> yes. So we are recording this for some background right after the Q&A part two. So mm-hmm. there we talked about Aritzia, which I did go to this morning. I haven't tried anything on yet, but I like... This morning? Yeah. I, uh, I like did like the shop like because I didn't have too much time. I just shopped and then I was like, okay, I'll return. I'll try on it at home and return. Oh, I did. <laughs> I said, I got to go home. I was like, we have a podcast to record. So I said, time to go home. Um, and yeah. And then we had the Bulls game last night, which that was good. That was my first Bulls game. I think... Yeah, so I, I think the last one I went to, I was like 11 with my dad. So basically, mm-hmm. I have never been to one because I don't remember that. Um, but yeah, and then no. they were playing, they were got really close at the end of the game. So that was super fun. Um, so then I suddenly mm-hmm. became a basketball expert. I was like, oh my God, three-pointer. How could you You're miss like, that? Let's go! <laughs> um, so that was super fun. It was fun though. Just high, hung out with high school friends. So it was good. And yeah, mm-hmm. we just went home. Wasn't too crazy, but yeah, then I wrote to you this morning. That's exciting. And yeah, pretty chill other than that. How about you? What have you, you been up you to? Got to? Um I got my mop. Nice. I How did was it? in fact get a mop. I haven't used it yet. I um so there was this other mop I was gonna get, like, you know, like typical mops that you mm-hmm. see that like I don't know, that people use at restaurants to clean floors, you know, like with all the stringies, like little spaghetti string mop yeah. thing you know what i'm talking about like the dog like the dog um okay so the one like the dog like those dogs do you, you know, wait do yeah, you remember okay, I, the same page. I visited you do you remember when i visited you and we saw that dog that literally looked like a mop remember we were going we were walking in the in milwaukee pizza place. no no in uh lake geneva we were walking to the, to the I think oh the, yes yes that that dog oh we God. saw we saw a mop dog i remember that though like, okay, so that, that's like what I, that's like the mop that I was going to get was like a typical mop and like, you know, you like put the water in, the cleaning solution, then you like squeeze it, squeegee it so that all the excess water comes out. But then I saw this other mop that was like kind of, it was basically like the Swiffer one where you can press a button and it has like the solution attached to it. You know, you press the button and it like goes like, like sprays out and then you like clean over it. Yeah. Well, the reason that I don't like my current Swiffer is because I don't like having to buy the pads or whatever, like the cleaning things, mm-hmm. you know, like the wet pad like, things that you have to put on the Swiffer. Yeah. Because I feel like every time I go to mop or clean, I, I run out of them. And then I get so annoyed because I'm like, okay, so the new mop that I got has a re or like a washable pad thing. So I don't have to buy the Swiffer things. I can just take it off and throw it in the wash. I think just adulting things. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think this is a perfect story (laughs) for our episode today. Just you know, like the transition from undergrad to college. Because I bet you did not get too excited about a mop in college. But honestly, you were a big cleaner. You did have your cleaning utensils. You were. You (laughs) you were gonna. I feel like you knew. Yeah. So I feel like you probably still would have gotten excited about a mop, but. I feel like now it's just even more exciting just because yeah. you have your own house and everything. I don't know. But I feel like you were always really good at, like, 
yes. knowing how to clean. I don't know. I <laughs> just like you know all the techniques and everything. Well, and you're like, no, and we can't do that. We can't with, use that. <laughs> with literally with um, all the salt from the snow, we've been tracking the salt like all over our house, and then it like dries, you know, on the mm-hmm. on the ground. I feel like I'm being really bad at explaining this, but <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story is, I got my mop. I'm very excited about it. Um, I also got tanning drops that I'm going to try. Have you tried or heard of tanning drops? Yes. So I tried, I actually tried the foam though, not the drops, like the oil or whatever. Because the oil is clear. The foam? That that really freaks me out. But I guess the foam is kind of clear too. Um, But I've tried a foam and I love it, honestly. I usually like to use like just the jergen self tanner on my face i don't know why but it's my face that like freaks me out (laughs) like i don't like tan the rest of my body it's just my face i feel like i feel like a troll when my face is like pasty white (laughs) in the winter so i always use like the jergens um moisturizer but they came out with these like jergens drops so i can just use my regular facial moisturizer and like put the little drop Ooh, that's smart perfect and that was my that was my target trip excellent that is a wonderful way to spend friday night but you have an actual trip where you can tan coming up have you packed for that yet your work trip no way (laughs) no way jose i'm so bad at packing i always pack last minute but um no you're right i probably should i'm leaving on wednesday morning so i I like do kind of need to get my ish together. Um, I think I'll probably pack like maybe Monday night, maybe tomorrow night. Yeah, or yeah, that's not, not that bad. Because I feel like that's too last minute. <laughs> <laughs> could be fun. Could be a little adrenaline rush. Because I feel like it's very easy. Just I don't know. For me at least, like I also have a work trip coming up, but it's in two weeks, so we can talk about that later. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that in this episode. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like I just grab like the like the company polos and just like two pairs of pants like depending okay. on how many days you're on site yeah and you're just like all right bada bing bada boom but then you gotta since you're staying the weekend you gotta pick out some fun outfits get some content for the instagram i know we, we yeah we gotta i gotta bring some cute clothes so i probably should pack tomorrow um yeah i kind of forgot i was going on that trip but it'll be good well good i'm glad to serve as your reminder (laughs) yeah right thank goodness (laughs) excellent but that'll be fun so maybe you won't need too many tanning drops after that that'll be good i hope so but then you're gonna come right back to wisconsin and we're gonna have another snow day and then then those drops will help (laughs) i just feel so much better when i'm like a little bit tan you know like when i am pacey way i feel like i wake up in the morning and they just look sickly and i'm like oh god (laughs) <laughs> I gotta fix this situation here. So I will update you on the tanning drops. Yeah. Hopefully they're a good purchase. Yeah, that sounds nice that you could just put in the moisturizer. So look at you. You're like a little chemical engineer. I know. Making your own little Right? Tannin. I'm like, it has a little dropper and I'm like, doot, 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 into my little moisturizer <laughs> with my little drops. So Perfect. Excellent. Yeah, let us know. Because I've only tried the foam. So I would be totally open to trying new things if they're actually... If you could, if you actually would recommend well, them, I've always seen people use on social media like that. Have you seen the brand Isle Isle of Tan? Maybe is that what it's called? It's like I think the it, is it Island dro- brand. Is it the is it I is it the Island Sun one? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I, I love tan. I always see 
I, I was like, I love Tandy. I don't know. I always see, see people use that, and I you can only order it online, I think, maybe. I oh, don't really? know. Maybe you can get it in Sephora, but there's not Sephora by me. So okay. I just I just got the ones at Target, and hopefully they'll be good. Perfect. Yeah, it keeps updated. Shall we um, get into reading our reviews? Yes. Let's do it. All right, so we All have... Right. Two reviews, and they're both students, so we thought it would be fun to read both of them. So, if you want to yeah. go ahead with yours. All right. And um, we do read reviews every episode, so if you guys leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we love reading them. And you may get a chance to be featured in an episode. So, um, this person says... I, what does this person say? This person says, I'm so excited to listen to you guys. As a junior in mechanical engineering, it's so great to have female role models to look up to. Oh, we're role models. That's so fun. That's cute. Sometimes I forget that like people are actually listening. You know what I'm saying? Like people actually in school yeah. are listening to us. Cause I know. We're just I hope we help. Recording. Yeah. Hopefully we're helping. Just talking about our days. Aritzia. Yeah. Or tan drops. Yeah. Right. excellent well i'm so glad to hear that all right i can read out mine so i'm a sophomore biomed engineering student and i love that i can relate to this podcast i'm super competitive and i think this will help me get through my major excellent to hear that i love we love biomed engineering biochemical chemical i feel like that's all like med device related so love the Mm -hmm. representation and also i feel like I'm super competitive. I don't know about you, Libby, in general. So oh, I relate yeah. to that very hard. <laughs> so I feel like maybe fellow a lot of, competitive you know, girlies. Yes, in STEM, we are. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess we should probably also plug. I guess we could plug at the end of the episode the Facebook group and our little forum. Yes, but quick recap just check out our instagram bio and then we'll have more info about that but we'll talk about it at the end yeah so we have a great episode for you guys today we thought it would be great to talk about um the topic of transitioning from undergrad to postgrad i mean i think that this can apply to anybody not just girlies in stem because everybody goes through the transition and it's it looks different for everyone and we just thought it'd be great to share our experiences and some advice that we would maybe give ourselves now that we've you know been out of college for a year or two yes definitely and to start we to kind of give a little bit of background we talked about this before and we felt that there were like three big phases that we went through um during our transition so the first one was during the in process like job application process um this one it for both of us we were still in school so i feel like that was just the beginning of the transition uh the second main phase was when starting the job um that one was probably like the most significant change and then where we're currently at would be the last phase um so i'm personally two years out of school and libby's three i believe Mm -hmm. so yeah do do we want to go through each of us talk like um just go through each of them or should we do one at a time? Um, I say let's do one at a time, and then we can kind of compare. Maybe we have differences, or maybe we were exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> twins. Okay. Amazing. All right, you want to get started first, then? And what was it like for you in the process of applying to jobs? 
And like, what yes. was the time frame? So I personally started right like fall senior year, um, which I think one thing I was also applying again, like I know what we touched on my little management consulting phase. <laughs> so I think that's when a lot of like the business and like the operation, I was just, I didn't, I had no clue exactly what I wanted to do. So that was, I was applying for more of those types of roles because I feel like for engineering, I think, you know, it's the... It's less hiring in advance compared to like business mm-hmm. roles. Um, so I think I made more progress with the actual like engineering roles in the springtime. So fall, you know, going through career fair. Um, I personally was very stressed in general just because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted something set up. I like to plan ahead. I'm very type A. Um, so what that looked like for me is just whenever I had time in between school, I would just sit and just apply. I would constantly look at LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn, honestly, though, still. So (laughs) not much Mm -hmm. has changed. And so I think I was less stressed fall semester than spring. But then when spring happened, I, you know, that semester started, I would just sit Sunday just for hours and just apply to everything, cover letters just constantly. So I think the biggest change was just investing time into that. And just, I was just a little stressed. I wasn't too stressed. Um, so, but I was still, you know, doing school and everything. So it kind of felt like it was just homework. Like it was just mm-hmm. something to add into my planner um, and everything. But then COVID happened and we were really stressing after that. <laughs> we're, like, oh, we're like, how could it have gotten worse? So that's kind of what it looked like for me. It was just, I did apply to so many. I think I applied to over 200 jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even at Career Fair, I would just talk to all of these companies and I you know even if it was in an area that I didn't want to I still I still talked to everyone I just was you know it was I was thinking either it's practice or maybe it's just maybe it's the only option eventually and I have to move to like Utah or something (laughs) there was a role and it was like the middle of Indiana which nothing's wrong with that but I just really did not want it I was like oh god that's not your vibe that would not fit your vibe so yeah, there were some roles and then there were some interviews I did deny after like talking to them at career fair and then they would send me an email and I like understood the position more, which is kind of something we talked about in our uh, second Q&A of like you're walking around career fair, you don't really know what the company does and then you kind of have more time at home to look and mm-hmm. understand the role. Um, yeah, there were a few there. I was like, thank you so much for your time earlier, but I don't think this is a position I would like to pursue. And Again, very professionally, totally fine to do that. Don't feel bad, but at least, at least, give- but that's kind of what it looked yeah. like for me. Honestly, I would say, again, it just took time. It was just kind of felt like homework or like another project that I had. And then, so, what was it like for you to apply after you graduated to jobs? So, applying after I graduated, that was, that was a full time job. I was every morning on LinkedIn you know, messaging people, just trying again. This was when primetime COVID was happening. So, you know, everyone just, it was so uncertain of what was going on. So that one, I was just hours, hours applying and just stressed. And I was like, oh, do I get a side job, like something fun? Um, but again, it was COVID. So it was just, everything was closed. It was just very tough. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, I guess I'll start studying for the FE. I was like, I need to do something. So that's kind of yeah. what it entailed. I mean, again, I didn't have it as bad. It was like only a month where I was out of school or like a month and a half. Um, so it was fine, but I was just, it was a crazy transition just because I was so used to being busy with like school research. I, I jam-packed my schedule at, in well, undergrad and then 
nothing. I had nothing to do. I woke up at noon. I was like, oh my God, I have no one, no one needs me. <laughs> like, I was so dramatic. I was like, no obligation. yeah, it was just, it was, yeah. So I tried to take that time to kind of relax a little bit, but I hated it personally. I mean, I got into some hobbies that I didn't have time to before. Um, so we can definitely talk about that a little bit more. Um, I know he wanted to talk about that separately, but I don't know. It was just like, I was just trying to fill my time up. I was like going to Ulta and like yeah. walking around these stores. And I was like, I never, I don't know. It was, it was nice. But again, I was just so stressed. I stressed myself out, which again, another piece of advice, go chill out, girl. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So I kind of, <laughs> <got, laughs> yeah. Right. So I kind of got two different like experiences while applying jobs just because there was one during mm-hmm. school and one when COVID was just hit. So yeah, yeah. How about you? What so what did it look like for you? Because you, I think you had a very like very different because you were all set. Yeah. You were all set before you graduated. Well, and yeah, it, it was a uh, kind of one of those things where it was a little bit odd and I think unique in my situation in the fact that, um, well, first the difference is that I graduated in December, so. Um, I did like the normal graduation of walking in the spring because I don't know, I just wanted like the spring graduation pictures instead of graduating like in the winter. So um, (laughs) I was like riding that high of being like, oh yeah, I'm almost done with college and um, had a summer internship and stuff. But like coming back for that last semester just felt so different because I was like, I don't know. I feel like I was so over school at that point. And I was like, I just want to be graduated. But at the same time, I also was like still having fun and like Mm -hmm. happy to be in school. So it was just like this really weird feeling of like being stuck. I I don't know. So I started applying to jobs um, in August. So like right at the end of summer, I remember um, like right before going back to school. And I think I... Uh, like and this is where it's different because for my internships for example I remember applying to hundreds of places and like just not even knowing what I was applying to literally just just like you said Lexi on LinkedIn all day long applying 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 and for my job that I have now um I was interning while I was applying so I had a job offer from the place that I was interning at but I also kind of wanted to maybe pursue other opportunities or just like see what's out there for me. So I think I really only applied to less than five jobs in August. And right away, the the place that I'm working at now, the recruiter reached out to me like the day after I applied. Um, and so my interview process for that took place um, at the end of my summer internship. So I remember I told them one day, I like came looking nicer because I usually only had to wear like jeans and a blouse to work and I came in like dress pants and a nice shirt all tucked in and I was like I have a doctor's appointment (laughs) it was like I have to leave and then I'll come back (laughs) I like didn't tell them I was going out for an interview um yeah so so yeah then I think probably the first week of school because I remember celebrating in the apartment with Sophie when I got my job offer. Mm-hmm. I think they called like the first week back at school in August. Um, That's awesome. That that probably just felt so good to start yeah. the semester off that way. And it was so nice because then I didn't have to worry about anything for the whole semester. So 
I it's definitely like a unique situation. Um, and like you said earlier, how I agree with you, how I feel like um, business majors usually like I remembered seeing some of my business major friends get job offers like a year or even two years in advance like being juniors in college and posting on LinkedIn like just signed an offer for my job and I was like what the heck yeah I it's not like that I feel like for engineering students yeah I don't think so I mean there definitely are some roles again like you said with your internship you had an offer to return um and I feel like I was interviewing for some roles in the fall Um, But again, I just feel like I got the most progress done like in the spring for engineering, Mm -hmm. Um, which one thing I actually just thought of that I want to like talk about is how to like, because a big aspect of my process of applying to jobs was interviewing and then just not getting a return interview or like not giving an offer. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely something that I had to deal with. And I was just, it was kind of a bummer. But again, they were roles like, again, this happened a lot in the fall and those were just roles that were consulting roles which I did not I had so much technical experience like internship wise research wise that mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense like I'm so grateful I got those like first few interviews but then you know not going through the final interview and not getting an offer it just it made sense like now looking back I'm like yes I literally had no consulting like prior cons- consulting experience so mm-hmm. that was another aspect of I guess what I was going through I was just like ah dang I was like and it just was so much more dramatic in the moment because I'm like I'm just not marketable I'm not gonna get an offer all this stuff so that kind of mm-hmm. added on but I mean I think the way I dealt with that was just applying to more jobs I was like well I mean I gotta work somewhere like you gotta work in life so I was like <laughs> work somewhere. I was like, someone will take me and I will do a good job at whatever it is but you just I don't know that's so that's kind of how I dealt with it so I just wanted to touch on that in case anyone is experiencing that or just heads up that you might experience it. Hopefully not, but you know, it's fine. You just got to be, I think I'm a big advocate of just being proactive of instead of just being so down in the dumps about it. Yeah. So instead of wallowing, you like put that energy into something else, like continuing to apply for more jobs. Exactly. So, but that is good that you did not have to go through that. And I do remember celebrating. That was awesome. That was a very good, very good celebration. I was happy. It was so um it was so unexpected I think because like I remember just for internships like sophomore year I didn't get any internship and I remember being so down in the dumps about it and I think we mentioned this on a, a previous episode but you feel like like I felt like oh my god I'm never going to get a job because I didn't get an internship sophomore year and it's going to be so bad on my resume and all this stuff and you're right like in the moment with jobs you feel like you're your world is ending because you didn't get the job you wanted or people just simply didn't call you back or like contact you after applying or after an interview. And so that, that was like so different for my experience applying to jobs post-grad because I was like, Oh, okay. Got a job. (laughs) And like, typically I feel like that's not how it goes. Yeah, the universe was like, ah, we're going to cut her some slack. <laughs> she, yeah, right? She, she this one. She's like, we got her. But, okay, one thing also to note, because you got the offer, like, in September. So you started your role in January, though. So, again, like, to our listeners, I feel like that kind of aligns with, like, engineering roles not recruiting too far in advance. Because kind of, I don't know, if someone forgets that you graduated in January, maybe they'll think, like, you got it for the, you know, in May, for starting True. in May. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so... Again, and then when I got my offer, it was, again, it was, like, starting right away. 
you know. Yeah. Just, it was like an immediate need. I feel like for engineers, it kind of is in that situation unless there is like a development pro- or developmental, I don't know, development program or like rotational program. I don't know if it's developmental. Mm-hmm. Is that even a word? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Developmental. <laughs> but, um, or like a rotational program. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. they, I think they definitely recruit in advance. So, yeah. That's what I've seen in the engineering world. Like if if you're not part of one of those programs, it's probably like something that's a few months out instead of like a whole year or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that that was really interesting for me. And then um, I guess I can kind of go into talking about um, like what it was like when I first started my job because um, it was kind of weird because I started it right after um new year's like the day after new year's day oh gosh which which was so different because we're so like our j term is so long like yes six weeks six weeks when did it go to like i think february right no it went like right at the end of january January? because we we ended like beginning like first two weeks of december we were done with finals by then Mm -hmm. and then we had like all of that we had all the holidays and we had extra Oh, it was so nice. It was so nice. It was so nice. And so I was like used to having my winter break be so long. And then I feel like I didn't really even have time to think about starting a job. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but it was like, it was the holidays. And then all of a sudden I was starting my job and I was just, it, like, that was it. Like there wasn't yeah. any other time to like have a break or like have a breather. It was just like, come home from finals, celebrate the holidays, start your job right away. And yeah. It was just like overwhelming, but I don't even think that in the moment I knew it was overwhelming because I was still living at home. Um, it, this is before COVID, so I'm in the office. I was driving to work every day. I remember, I do remember my very first day of work was so, so exhausting. Like I came home and Brett and I went and got Panera and I was like telling him about my first day. And it's it's just like, Cause you know, on the first day you like meet all these people and you've got like your smiley, happy face on and you're trying to be super mm-hmm. positive and you're like, Oh, like this is my new job. And I feel like it just was so draining because I was just like, yeah. had to be like turned on for like the whole entire day. Yeah. Your mouth hurts from smiling too <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. And like, you're just tired of like, I don't know, you're like zoning out from all these people like talking to you, but you like have to have a smile on your face and like be engaged and be focused but like it's just so different than like sitting in a class or like doing something in college where like like I I used to always say this like when you're in college and you're going to classes if there's a day that you wake up and you're like wow I'm just really having a terrible day and I can't go to classes you can just stay home and like it really probably won't affect too much especially because like these lectures are so big and like the professor probably isn't going to really realize that you're not there but you can't do that with a job you know like yeah you can't just be like oh man I'm having a really bad day like I mean I guess you could call your boss that morning and be like hey I need to take an uh, like an emergency PTO day but no like I think that was so such a weird realization for me starting my job was like wow I literally have to work every single day except for the weekends unless I request PTO. And I was like, See, unless you have to work on the weekends. (laughs) Sometimes you get from your stories. Yeah. So I that was like that literally though took me probably an entire the entire first year of working to kind of like understand that this is what how my life would be because 
Yeah, like in the beginning when I would have to work on the weekends, I was so mad. I was like, yeah. this, what is this? Like, this is my weekend. <laughs> and now, uh, like, you know, coming into year three of my job, I think I'm a lot more just like, okay, well, this is life. Like, you know, if if there's things going on, like, I guess I just don't make it as big of a deal anymore. I don't know. Like, I don't know Definitely, if you yeah. feel the same way. Yeah, so I, I yeah. Things. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of touched on this, I remember, but it's just like, it's your name on the project. I think it's, you know, that's how I think of it. Like I totally am fine. I guess I, maybe I feel like I'm, I work too hard. I feel like I'm such a pushover in general, but, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) so I would just come to terms with that and just have to try hard, which we're getting better at it though. But I think it was just, you know, my name's on it. I want to do well and I am willing to work the weekend again. You should, I think you should have a healthy mix of both. Like your initial thoughts, like this is my weekend, this is my time, I need to disconnect. But also at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you know, I have a good job. There are some slow days. So maybe that makes up for the hours that I have to work on the weekends, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there's, it's important to have a good mix of both. But yeah, I definitely think, I definitely agree with you. It was, it was tough sometimes. You're like, dang, this is a 12 hour day. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. So what was it like for you then when you first started your job? Um, I think we maybe touched on it briefly in a previous episode with it being COVID and everything, but like go into, if you could go into like what that was like for you. Yes. So I can talk about starting it remote and then, so I was remote for I think two or three weeks before they had me on site. So I kind of got, I feel like I got two separate like new starting jobs because I was still fresh out of, you know, out of school into the workforce. Mm-hmm. So I started a remote. That was I. They had me like help with the decks, like the client decks and everything. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, this is not too much engineering. And I was like, okay, this is fine. And they're like, oh, look at like PowerPointTemplates.com. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> so it was just a very easy transition. There were some documents that I had to review, which was a little overwhelming. I think it was very hard onboarding remotely for an engineering job, and I don't think everyone was technically or was really prepared to for that, especially like in the beginning of COVID mm-hmm. um, to have that training and that onboarding, you know, remote, usually it's in person. Um, so I would say I wasn't too overwhelmed until they had me start looking at all the technical stuff because we do like, they did like a training week, but I wasn't okay. able to do the training week of that month from when I started. So I had to wait till the following month so I seriously had no idea about the technical you know all the stuff that went in because this was validation pretty much and there was some strategy consulting as well but I just I still didn't really know the technicals like I was learning the science behind the actual project um so then um in comparison starting in person that was like you said it was draining so I flew into the Maryland area um Mm -hmm. and I okay this is kind of a funny story actually now that I'm like living (laughs) it into it get into it so they told me they told me like that Thursday or Friday they're like we need you on site on my on Monday and I said okay okay like I I knew this was gonna be a travel job like I was super excited about it Mm -hmm. and I I totally thought I had to rent so basically how you do it is you get your own hotel or like you get the rental car on your card and then you get it expensed unless you have a corporate card which obviously I didn't because I was so new Mm-hmm. So I rented a did a rental car and I got like I landed it was like I landed at 1 or something and we had a meeting set up for 1:30 so what I had to do was Uber 
from the airport to site because they had a company car for me. But my like there was no communicate there was not very good communication in that instance because I was like on one project then I was transitioning to the next and I was so mm-hmm. new again so I didn't know who to talk to so I just rented a car because that's what HR told me to do they sent me all the rental and you know car insurance so I rented a car and my you know direct manager at that new project was like oh, okay where are you it was like 145 we had the meeting set up for 130 okay and I was or I, I think I gave him a heads up before obviously if I was going to be late I was like oh just so just so you know like the shuttles the rental car place is taking so long but I'll be there soon you know yada 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 yeah let's go well we have a corporate car for you here on site and I was like oh god so he's like oh it's okay like I'll you know you could take the rental for the week and then we'll switch off so it was fine but I was just like okay I feel dumb for that but again it was just so many different groups that it was I don't know we were working with I feel like they I feel like a lot of people also sometimes don't even realize when you're new like like using Outlook, for example, I didn't, I've never used Outlook before and I didn't know how to use it. And so I would like ask people really stupid questions and they're like, oh yeah, it's really not that hard. But like with your example, like the cars, like I feel like people just don't really even realize that you're like brand new or even that we just came from college. (laughs) Yeah. Cause well, cause the thing is I didn't want to get stranded, you know, just like not, I wanted to be prepared and I spoke with HR, which again, I feel like a rental car is not the craziest thing. Like, it worked out, obviously. You know, he yeah. kept his corporate car and everything. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think that transition was just so much more, like, involved compared to the one that was remote because I was in a different state, different area. Mm-hmm. And, like, they had an Airbnb set. Um, so, we had an Airbnb or we had corporate apartments, but we were waiting for someone to move out of the corporate apartment. So, I was set in an Airbnb. So it was just, I mean, it was just kind of exciting because I like traveling in general, but it was yeah. just a little overwhelming because of all that extra stuff. Cause that was all just done during business hours. So I feel like maybe if I flew in that weekend or something and got settled and then showed up on Monday morning to the site, that would been, you know, maybe a little less overwhelming, but I literally flew in that Monday morning, figured everything out. Like it was, it was, it, I, I don't know. I liked it. It wasn't too bad. But that was also the week that all the training was happening with, like, the general, like, new hire class. So I had to mm-hmm. miss all of Monday. I, like, logged on at, like, 4. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is, you know, I obviously had you to meet like, with I'm my manager. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had to meet with my direct manager on site. Like, they gave me a tour of the facility. By the time that was all done, like, it's 4 p.m. And, you know, I logged on. I mean, obviously, the training class, they knew that mm-hmm. I was, you know, traveling and everything. But I just, I just felt like I missed so much. So that was kind of an interesting transition and a little overwhelming, but compared to what I was doing remote, huge difference. So yeah, yeah, and you're expected to like introduce yourself and like know how to navigate places, uh, especially you're in a new state that you haven't been in before. Yes, like- so that was very involved. It was a very involved <laughs> new onboarding process, I think, for myself at least, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like in the moment, like, I don't know if you felt this way, but there's so much going on when you first start your job that you don't even really, like, you don't even really have time to think about the fact that you're not in college anymore. I don't know. Like, like at first, it, it's kind of almost like starting an internship. I don't know, because it's it's almost like one day you wake up and it hits you and you're like, wow, I don't, I'm not just going to end this job in August. <laughs> like, like an internship would be, it's like, wow, I'm just like here. And this is what I do for my job. And like, this is it. 
Yeah. So I think that really helps. Like this, this project was so involved. We were working again. It was like 10, 12 hours. Well, maybe not 12. I mean, some people were working 12. I think because I was newer, they didn't have me as involved in the project in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just insane hours. I think that definitely helped the transition because I loved being busy. And I think transitioning, you know, from no job, being unemployed for like a month and a half, and then starting remote, you know, making slide decks for three weeks. I was like, wow, yeah. this is it. We are, we are living lavish. We are, we are. I was like, oh my gosh. And so I think that really helped honestly. But again, I did not have any time to think about it. You'd come home drained. Um, so that was my trans, you know, and again, you, there's some stamina with working yeah. in an office. I'm like, you need to get used to it. There's definitely like a little like period of time where I just came home and I would just go to bed. I feel like I'm not yeah. even hungry. I got to go to Literally. bed. Well, so. because when you're in college, you're so used to maybe you have two classes for the day or maybe you have three classes and like in between classes, you have time to yourself to like walk to the next class or like grab something to eat. And then it's like when you're having to go into work every single day, you like don't really have time to yourself unless you go to the bathroom or something. Yeah, like You're exactly. always constantly like surrounded by around people and you like want to be polite and you want to be nice and you want to have a smile on your face. You want to be working hard and like you have so much going on and it's, it's exhausting. Yes. I know the power naps at school were honestly, they were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Come back. I had an hour in between classes. I'd be like, okay, I don't need to go get food. I just need to sleep. Yeah. I'm like, I'll just sleep and then I'll go back to the engineering building. But honestly, we, there were some times where we slept in the engineering building. And I little uh, we had a we had a thanks to Theta Ta shout out Theta Ta again. Um, so since I was on the executive board, we had like a little study room, and it had a couch in it, and it was like you needed access for it. So that's why I felt okay with sleeping in the building. I just want to clarify that. But <laughs> it was safe. Don't worry. Yeah, I was like, it's not that weird. But the weird part <laughs> was that it had it was just windows. There was no walls. Like it was like I people could it. see. I loved it too. I loved our little like all nighters that we pulled, but there was a little couch. We took power naps on there, like, but it, you know, if I saw someone sleeping on the couch walking, because when the lights are inside the building, obviously, if you're walking on the pathway right behind the engineering building, you'll definitely see someone sleeping on the couch. Yeah. I'd be a little concerned. I'd be a little like, okay, well, that's concerning. And yeah. there were also windows like in the building. So like people walking in the hallway could just see. It wasn't even like small windows. It was floor to ceiling windows. I'm telling Giant you, they had windows. full access. Like everyone knew what you were doing. If you were studying or if you were procrastinating or if you were sleeping or just, I don't even know. If you were but I, up and dancing yeah. around. Literally. Dance break. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I miss those. Those were fun. Yeah. But those were that that room was honestly Skybox, it was called. Love her, miss her. But uh yeah. And so. and it's just like, you know, we we would pull all nighters in college and like you would be crazy or studying crazy hours and you'd like your classes would be different times of different days, and then you go to work and it's like Every day you have to show up at 8.30 and, or like 8 o'clock or 7 or whatever it is. And like, and every day you take your lunch at this time and like, yeah, you know, it's exactly. just, it's so mundane compared to like what, you know, we're all used to with college. Definitely. And I think, yeah. And again, like I said, I loved the longer hours because that was what I was used to. Like even with research too, like who knows what would happen when I need to be in or like, I loved yeah. that like spontaneity of like you know, I don't know what I'll do. Like I could do this project or like work on this or I don't know. I don't know. It was, I yeah. feel like it was just, again, it was just overall more fun in school. 
It was. Which, where everyone's listening to this, like, oh my God, this sounds terrible. No, it's not bad. It's okay. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just, it's just it's, such a, and, and that's why, like, this is a good episode because it's, how do you describe it? It's a transition of, like, your lifestyle. Like, it's yeah. just inevitable. It's going to happen. Of course, there are fun parts about, like, our lives now. Yeah, I mean, you're going to Florida. You're going to Florida. Like, yeah, but it's just different. Yeah, you're going to Florida for work. You are spending the weekend. Like we, who, what professor is going to send you to Florida to go study? You know, so yeah. there are there are upsides of everything. So remember that when you're listening. Yeah. So, um, should we get into like how um how our lives currently look with our job? Because now I feel like we're both kind of like settled into the work life, and we both are like pretty established in the beginning of our careers and. Hopefully we've learned a few things here and there. Definitely. Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure. Yeah. So um, we we went um, remote starting in March of 2020. So I, I think that was like, I guess that was kind of like another milestone that I had to learn how to navigate was like working from home while living in my childhood bedroom <laughs> and and like having to deal with my parents also work from home and like so that was like kind of another big, I guess, like chapter in my post-grad life. But I would say after moving out, I did I did live at home for about a year and then I moved out into an apartment. And um, even even in the apartment, I feel like I was still kind of getting used to like working from home and just like work responsibilities in general. Um probably towards the end of living in the apartment and now like living at in my house like I definitely feel like I have a routine established and um it's not as overwhelming I guess I would say like I know exactly what I'm gonna do every day for work um I do kind of like how we have the freedom to go into the office or go into the shop when we need to like sometimes I literally will just go in to work at my desk from work and people are like, oh, like why is there something you need to see today? Like why why did you come in? And I'm like, no, I literally just need a change of scenery. Um <laughs> like yeah. I can't be working from home all the time. But um now I feel like it's just more about getting a routine down every day and just kind of like having that expectation of knowing what I'm gonna do every day going into it so that it's not like a surprise. Um yeah, I, don't, I feel like I'm my expectations with work now are so much different than when I first started because I think I'm just more used to the type of work that I'm doing. I'm more used to like the company culture and like the people that I'm working with, like more used to their personalities. And I know that, you know, if I have to open my laptop on a Saturday or a Sunday, I'm not going to freak out. Like whereas <laughs> before, I feel like I freaked out because I was like, this is dumb. And now I'm kind of just more like, okay, well, you know what? That's just, that's just my job. And that's just like my responsibility and it is what it is. So, so we talked kind of, we touched on how we kind of liked, or at least I guess I liked the spontaneity of like, you know, not having a routine. So would you say that you like having a routine now that you're, you know, a few years in? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, especially with working from home, just me personally, I have, like I had to instill a routine because when I just compare the days of me like and there definitely are still days I'm not gonna say I like am perfect and do a routine every day there's definitely (laughs) still days where I like wake up at 
7.50 and get online at 8 and I'm still in my pajamas and I probably don't change out of my pajamas until lunch, my lunch break. But like those days compared to the days where I am doing a routine every day and I have a set time that I wake up and I like I'm able to take Elsie out and like make myself breakfast and kind of scroll on my phone for a little bit in the morning. Like I feel like that just sets me up for success way better. Like probably I would say mentally more than anything at my job, especially with working from home. Like, you know, it it just like makes me feel so much better during my work day. Whereas the days that I just roll out of bed, I don't know. I just feel like I'm trying to catch up in a sense because I didn't have time to like prepare myself in the morning, but yeah, I don't know. And that's so different from college because in college I didn't really have a routine because every day is different. And I do miss like the, you know, I guess, yeah, spontaneity that you're saying of college, but now my life just looks way more organized, I guess. And that sounds so lame, but yeah, I don't know. What about you? That doesn't doesn't sound lame, but... (laughs) I'm like, that's so mature of you. I'm like, yeah, that's so mature of the lady. Yeah, I drink my little glasses of water and, you know, I I read my little book. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are a big reader now. I'm not like a crazy college girl anymore. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. So going off of that, I would say our roles kind of differ in the sense that I feel like yours, you're able to set up such a better routine like kind of going in or I guess maybe you know if you have like an issue with a vendor like a part Mm -hmm. you have to go in sometimes but I feel like with my stuff I there is more travel involved like we're supporting sites on the east coast still Mm -hmm. um there's a site two hours away so I feel like I still do have a little bit of I'm not sure exactly what my week is going to look like like you know I keep talking about this one project we had the failure now I have to come on site you know next week when we run that rerun that but that was not intended Um, But I guess, again, like I said, you also go through that. But I feel like I work on such a variety of projects that I do still have a sense of, you know, not exactly having that routine. Yeah. Which I like. Every day, every week is different. Yeah, exactly. So I, and I think I do really like that. So I Mm -hmm. think I need that in a role. Um, But I do, I mean, obviously we all have our more established routines, but I don't think I'm as good as you with having a routine in the morning. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and say, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I should, honestly, I've been looking into OneNote too. Cause you keep talking about that. I'm like, love OneNote. I'm yeah. a big fan. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I just, for each project, I just try and get my work done. I feel like maybe I should establish it better, but again, I don't know. I think I like that we have both aspects. Like you have a set routine it seems like you're like have your life a little bit more together and then me it's just kind of like <laughs> I'm kind of like okay let's just deal with this week and see how we can Take deal with things week. yeah more efficiently so yeah so I think I don't know I do have a little bit of sense of you know we're not sure what's going to happen but I think it's definitely less than in the consulting role which again you're going to get that in consulting that's what you sign up for mm-hmm. um so which I kind of like um and then I guess I personally am in such a better place than I was when I started this role because I started remote. It was very hard to meet people. I have a very small team Mm -hmm. and it took me what, like six months to actually meet people to actually be on site. Like one of my, I was supposed to work 
on the Wisconsin side a little more than I have. And that project was just so delayed. So it just took so long to meet people. And now I kind of feel like I actually, you know, know more people and have like, this sounds like kind of dramatic, but I feel like I'm actually like adding something to the company, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, I feel like no, I have like, really you know, so I feel like that was, it took a few months to get actually like involved in your role. Cause I feel like, again, I mean, it's, it's on trend just not having as many tasks or responsibilities. It just made me feel like I wasn't really adding too much. And I guess off of your point with like all the all-nighters, we don't know what we're doing with like school. We have to study for these exams. I feel like that gave you a sense of purpose. Like, okay, this is, I'm working towards something. It was very clear what the goals were and, you know, your achievements were after. But so that was something I definitely struggled with. But I think now, again, just heads up, everyone listening, it takes like six, I feel like it takes six months to actually figure out what you're doing in a role and get like established. So I think now I'm definitely much better than when I started a role because I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so not needed (laughs) yeah so but again that's dramatic (laughs) and for anybody listening like just to give you a sense again I think we said this in the beginning of the episode but I'm going on year three of my job Lexi you're going on year two like it really does take you a couple years to feel like established and feel like I guess a little bit more comfortable in your role so I would say if you're first starting out a new job and you feel like really discouraged. Oh my God. There were probably so many times where I felt so terrible about my job and I was like, I'm going to quit. Like just being so dramatic about different things. And if you're going through that, like, just know, just try to stick it out. You know, like it gets better, but it's, it's just such a hard transition. Definitely. So, um, we also, so we split it up into our personal experiences in these three phases, but I feel like there's two aspects that you really deal with when you transition mm-hmm. from undergrad to college. And that's the professional aspect and a social aspect, of course. So Definitely. we can start getting into the professional aspect. Um, so personally, I just notice, you know, the professional aspect of a different wardrobe. You need to go shopping. You need to, oh, yeah. you cannot wear <laughs> a frat shirt to your <laughs> office job. But like unless you're remote, <laughs> unless you're remote, because honestly, I will not lie. I do. I do wear pajamas sometimes when I work and I'm not needed on camera or I don't have too many meetings. But yeah. I think, I think you can maybe speak on this a little bit more because you were, you started in office. So did you prepare? Did you like go on a shopping spree before or did you kind of wanted to approach it as you're going to buy as you need it or like maybe a few each time or did you just shop and spree um (laughs) well I think the biggest thing for me is and I I it's probably different at everybody's company but at where I work we you can wear jeans like we don't have to wear dress pants which which is super nice um but it's like you can't wear jeans with holes because you have to look (laughs) professional so like a lot of my jeans that I would wear in college like out to the bars and stuff were holy jeans so I think that's like (laughs) they were holy jeans um that that was like a really weird thing that I like didn't anticipate was that I had to go out and buy a ton of like jeans that like looked a little bit nicer um that didn't have holes in them and stuff um so, yeah definitely shopped in that department and then also um you know just just getting different um like PPE so steel-toed boots um 
safety glasses. Just those are things that I didn't have in college that I definitely had to get to prepare for my role. Um, and then I don't know, like, I don't know about what you think about dyslexia, but I feel like they're like the clothes that you wear to work are just so different than the clothes that you like would wear even just out on the weekend, like in terms of just the way the blouse is or the sweaters that you wear. I don't know. Do you feel that way yeah. too or no? <laughs> um, so I think sweater wise, I think I had a few turtlenecks and such. I feel like I dress like a mom though, kind of. So. I dress <laughs> but, like a mom at work, yeah. So no, in general, I feel like I dress like a mom. Oh. I get <laughs> My high school friends are always like, you look like such a mom. And it's like, I think I look cute. So you have to deal with it. <laughs> We've been friends for too long. For yeah. But um, so I think the sweaters, that was fine for me at least. But the summer, I agree with the blouses. Like you, you know, I definitely had to buy a few more. Um, so my approach, so I bought like, so I think for the consulting firm, for sure, we dress more businessy. Uh-huh. Um, so it wasn't, we were not allowed to wear jeans, even if the client was allowed to wear jeans. Um, so I bought like a a set of black pants, blue pants, like navy, not blue, like mm-hmm. nothing like bright blue. Royal so blue. Like, <laughs> so I got like the uh, the basics, and then I had a few shirts just from internships. So I kind of used that. I didn't definitely didn't go on a shopping spree because I was like, "Girl, you have been unemployed for so long. You need to save money." It's <laughs> <laughs> like we are in no place. Um, but then I think one thing I like to do, I like to. Kind of like how we talked about with Aritzia. I like to buy one good quality thing every few weeks. So that's kind of how I approached it. I actually went to Aritzia after my first paycheck um, in D.C. I loved, I loved. Oh my God, you're feeling like Carrie Carrie Bradshaw, Sex in the City. You're like, So I got got a pair of pants from there um, that had plaid pattern that were work appropriate. And then I got, and then I got a shirt. So obviously that is, you know, much more expensive Mm-hmm. you know more clothing but I, I still wear them now so yeah. I think that's kind of how I approach it I just buy something nice like every few weeks and I'm kind of working on building that up but again I was more more on site for that first role and now I'm kind of remote so I don't really need that many so I've kind of like toned down with that and it kind of helps mm-hmm. that I was on site initially and um on the east coast so I have like all those clothes from there so whenever yeah. I'm needed here and there on site I kind of can just pick and then no one like remembers exactly what I uh what I wore what you were wearing so, yeah do so. you have like um like I don't I have clothes that are just work like I will not I refuse to wear them on the weekends or something or not refuse but I'm like I don't <laughs> want to put this on because I wear yes. this to work do you feel yeah. that way <laughs> yep I totally and it's so weird because I like I said I like I have cute sweaters I think like turtlenecks for winter so I think I wear those but their summer clothes, no touchy. Mm-mm. I was like, yeah. I look, I feel like too much of a mom. I'm like, I need to dress more trendy. Even my mom tells me, she's like, why don't you try this trend? I was like, you're right. It's like, like, I need to get more trendy. I need to get more trendy and fun. But there's definitely shirts that I have that I own. And it's not even that I don't like them, like, or don't think they're cute or whatever. It's just like, I'm like, if I'm not at work, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I would rather you just wear, need like, the tank top you need and a like cardigan. Split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you can't, you can't really wear like tank tops to work. You know, definitely so not. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's so different. Yeah, so that was definitely something. And then I feel like other in another like part of the professional aspect. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't too much of a transition just because like I had internships before, so I kind of didn't. I don't know. Behavioral wise, I kind of knew. I feel like. I don't know. I knew how to act. I don't want to say it because I'm like 
amazing no, and yeah. knew how to do that. But again, Theta Tau really helped with the professional development aspect as well as the internships in general. So that wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. I think I just in that you know, in that department, I guess it was just like the remote etiquette. You're like, okay, how do I respond to this? I'm like, are you yeah, like mad or, yeah. So I think that was just, cause, but it was because of COVID. So that one you can't expect, like, yeah, you can't anticipate that. So I feel like maybe nowadays, I'm sure they have like something of like Zoom etiquette, blah, 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 all that stuff. So, but. That's so true. I didn't even think, like you definitely have, especially when you first start a new job, you definitely have like, uh, quote unquote like work personality that is like way different than how you act normally and because you're like you're trying to be professional you're trying to be nice you're trying to be like you know like just being a good person I don't know <laughs> and then like I feel like the longer that I've worked at this company the more comfortable I've gotten with like just sharing I guess like this sounds cliche but like sharing who I truly am because you know y- you don't really you're not really talking about like what you're doing on the weekends really when you first start a job or if people ask you, you're like, Oh, I don't know. I just hung out or (laughs) I wouldn't like go into detail. And now that I've known my coworkers for a little bit longer, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable be like, Oh my God, we tried out this place, this, this, whatever. And you kind of like let your personality show a little bit more. Definitely. And I feel like you're pretty good at showing your personality through work clothing too. Though mm-hmm. going off of the wardrobe, though, because you have some TikToks with funky pants. Oh, so yeah. what kind of helps you become more confident in wearing those, you know, pants? Or were, from the beginning, were you like, I'm gonna wear these pants? Well, <laughs> started, for reference, I... for reference to our listeners, they're the free people, like hippie tie-dye ones the orange <laughs> ones and she would wear them in oxford and they were a hit in oxford and i saw a tiktok and you were wearing the them work, and i was like amazing yeah mm-hmm. so can you talk about can you talk about that a little bit yeah so i started actually i started the trend in my internship and it was called funky pants friday And every Friday I would wear a different pair of funky pants. And I think it started because I went to TJ Maxx and I found a really cute pair of um, like straight leg, wide leg dress pants. And they were blue and white and black striped. And I think I just like wore them on accident one day and someone was like, oh my God, those are so funky or whatever. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm... I'm going to capitalize on this. Let's go. So I'm going to capitalize on this. <laughs> I still do it at my job now. And okay, part of like one of the whole reasons why I do this, and th- you may think this is dumb, but it totally works. I do it because all, it's like a way for me to bond with all the guys in the shop because I don't know if you think about it, like for any of my male coworkers, when they go down and they talk to like you know, the the operators or whatever that are working in our shop, they can find some common ground on like hunting or fishing or whatever, like dude stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. with like me, I don't know, they, all of them want to be like really polite and they don't want to say the wrong thing. So they like, we never really had anything to have a conversation about. And I was like, oh, like, I'm jealous. Like, I want to be a guy's guy. I want to bond with the people in the shop. Like, she's just a know, guy's girl, a guy's gal. A guy's gal. And so I started wearing the funky pants. And then people would come up to me and be like, oh, my God, those are crazy. Or or they'd be like, oh, I can totally see my daughter wearing those. Like, where did you get them? And so it was like a way for me to spark a conversation with people in the shop. 
And also it just like made people laugh when they would see me like walk in with these crazy giant mm-hmm. wide bell bottoms that are orange and blue, like paisley and corduroy. Or, <laughs> or they'd be like, I had a pair of those in the seventies, you know, <laughs> get all nostalgic. And so, um, yeah. And now it's so funny because I've worked at my job long enough and done funky pants Friday long enough to where if there's a Friday where I'm just wearing jeans, People in the shop would be like, Libby, what the heck? Where are your funky pants today? It's Friday. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you guys are right. I totally forgot. So, yeah. It's <laughs> so it, funny. I love it's, that. It's just so fun. It's just like a fun way to be fun at work, especially if you like work in a high stress environment. I'm like, you know what, you guys? I'm going to pull out my funky orange bell bottoms today because I know we're all like drowning in work. So let's all just have something to laugh at and that'll be my pants. <laughs> that'll be my pants. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So um, what are there any other like professional aspects that you want to hit on um, before we move into the social aspects of post-grad life? Um, I think honestly – that that hit it for me. Like I said, it wasn't too much of like learning like the etiquette of like how to speak besides just like dealing with remote stuff. But that's just yeah. because everyone was dealing with that because of COVID. But how about you? Anything else? No, yeah. I mean, and again, I feel like we always say this, but thank goodness for Theta Ta because I think that put us at a huge advantage going into our internships and into our jobs because we just like kind of knew how to act. Cause I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely like a rude awakening and different from if you're comparing like a job for example waitressing or bartending like the way you act at that job I mean maybe this sounds obvious but the way you act at that job is way different than like when you're in a more corporate setting so definitely and even if you don't have theta ta or like a similar organization that does not put you at a disadvantage at all because obviously you know you have a career center that can help but I personally did learn a lot you know during my internship Mm-hmm. Just like how to say things, you know, what not to say or how to put things tone wise as well. Like I said, in my first role, I had a lot of people that were my age. So we actually did email reviews like, hey, how does this sound? What's my tone? You know, so don't get too nervous if you don't have, you know, that support system of, you know, an organization like Data Talk because we did learn. I mean, personally, I did at least a mm-hmm. lot on the job. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a learning curve. Um but okay, yeah, so then if we want to kind of touch on the social aspect of post-grad life that is so different from um, college, I mean, I think we both kind of experienced this a little bit, but, and anybody can probably relate to this, but moving back in with your parents is definitely, definitely humbling. different. Than it's humbling. Humbling. <laughs> humbling. That's a really I good was way to put it. humbled. I was humbled. Yes. <laughs> so, so do you want to, do you want to talk about your experience? Yeah, I mean, so I um, I think after college, I was totally like, I am leaving right away. I'm getting my own apartment right away, like all this stuff being so sassy. And um, I quickly realized how nice it is to save money while you're living with your parents <laughs> and yes. not having to have like a lot of living expenses. So I don't know. It was definitely weird. Um, I'm, I think I'm really lucky though. My parents were really good about like, you know, having boundaries. And I mean, I just graduated college. I, I didn't really have like a curfew or anything. Like, not that I was like going out and partying all the time. because it was like peak COVID, but you know, <laughs> like it, it wasn't like how it, I 
they treated me like in high school, I guess. Um, so it, it was okay, but definitely I think moving back in with your parents, depending on your situation, can be very like stuffy, you know? Definitely. <laughs> like, give and, me some space. <laughs> yes. And on your, you know, comment about saving a lot of money, yeah, clearly it helps because you are a homeowner. Heck yeah. You are a boss girl. Yeah. So, it's crazy awesome. how much things can change in such a short period of time. Like if you'd have asked me like right after I graduated college, if I like guess when you buy a home, I probably would be like, oh, I don't know, maybe like 2035, like not like anywhere close to being out of school. So yeah, definitely. Which is super impressive, which is awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. So how about you? What was it like? Well, because you kind of started off your consulting job was on the East Coast. Yes. But now so you're kind of more at home. Yeah. So in that role, they covered the apartment, which was so nice. It was a very nice apartment. Um, and they covered the car as well. So I was living the life. I loved it so much. I mean, we were working long hours. It was a stressful job, especially mm-hmm. with being in the pharma industry. But I, it was. You're you're in cloud nine. You're like I'm not paying yeah. for rent. I'm making money. I'm saving money on the rent. I'm not home. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um. So I loved it. The gym was nice. It was just awesome. Like the, I, there was a Duncan that was walking distance. There was a Panera. I was in Ooh. heaven, girl. You're I was I, life. I was. I loved it. And like, you know, East Coast, you can drive to such beautiful places too. Um. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. I mean, I was there mainly during the winter, but there were some nice days too. I think it's not as bad as Chicago. You know. In the winter, yeah. obviously. So that was, I took advantage of that for sure. But yeah, so I had a few months of that. That was like seven months of living lavish. Um, in, living the I, big girl life. <laughs> yes. So I did, I did fly back like weekly or, you know, every other week. Um, Cause I, I, you know, I was really stressed about missing out on these moments. Like all my friends moved back from, like all my high school friends moved back to mm-hmm. Chicago and I didn't want to miss it. Like I just, I was very adamant on getting, my East Coast experience, like meeting new people, while also just making sure I was not setting roots there. I was really, yeah. I really set on that, set on that, which is again, we touched on that before when they asked me to relocate or if I would be willing to. I, I knew I did not want to do that yet and I wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so that was, that really helped. And then I think it made the transition to my second role when I had to come back home even worse because. <laughs> Because I get like, you know, you live in the college, you're in your apartment, you have all your friends around, you know, by you. And then I have this apartment on the East Coast, awesome, new place, exciting. And then you come home. And I was, it was a, it was a very tough transition, like I mentioned. Like it took me a few months to get, actually get established in the role, especially because it started remote. So I just, I was so sad. <laughs> and and now I'm in a much better place. Like I don't want to move out at all because again, saving so much money. And then I realized, you know, this is the main time I'm going to be closest with my parents, with my sister. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I want to take advantage of it. There's a lot of benefits. And in the beginning, when I moved back, everyone's, you know, all my friends are like, oh, when are you going to move back? You know, I feel like it's kind of looked down on if you do stay at home with your parents too long. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, you know what, straight up telling them, I'm like, I am really actually, you know, enjoying myself. I, we do have good boundaries, like you mentioned. Yeah. It's definitely not That's like cute. how it was in, yeah, in high school. Like, you know, I can still go to the city, take the train in, you know. So, yeah, but that transition was so tough. And especially, you know, your friends. So, like I mentioned, my high school friends were back. But a lot of the college friends, they're in different areas. And 
it was it was crazy because you're always able to text someone or walk to someone's house. Like I literally would walk into you, you and Sophie's apartment and be like, hello, I'm here. Yeah. Or just <laughs> like, like coming home from the library or coming home from class, you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to go like do my homework at someone else's house or like just go bother them. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you wanna, do you want to walk with me to get coffee? Like even if yeah. like, someone would be like, oh, I'm getting food. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I already ate, but I'll walk with you. You know, you always had someone. Yeah. So that was also very tough because I, you're just so much you have so much more alone time um, yeah. in general. Even if you do live with your parents and stuff, you're just not getting the same thing. I, I don't know. I think weekends look really different now because I feel like I definitely plan ahead with people more often instead mm-hmm. of doing something. Spont- spontaneity isn't there anymore. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think that was a very tough transition in general. And, like, on the East Coast, I think we were just so busy with, the, with my job that it was just – it was fine. I didn't think about it. Then I come back here – and I'm like, oh my God, it's crazy that I can't just walk to someone's house and just be like, hey, how are you? You know what I mean? Well, and so. it's it's so weird because the weekends in college, it's like, okay, maybe on a Saturday morning we would wake up and like we'd walk uptown, we'd get coffee or maybe we'd like go get breakfast or something or we'd be getting ready to like go do something social with friends um, or like just going on a walk or like there just were so many other like different opportunities in college whereas like now I feel like my weekends unless I have like a planned thing to do it's so it's just like okay text my parents do you guys want to go get brunch (laughs) (laughs) that's cute though and that's important you know you're you're close to them and you just gotta take advantage of it but yeah it's just so different it's just like and it's not I'm not trying to make it sound like so depressing or anything. <laughs> I mean, it is sad, but like, I think that's why the transition is so hard for people because all of a sudden you're like, well, wh- what do you mean? Like, I just spent four years of my life like doing whatever. And now, I mean, you can still do whatever, but it's just you, like you said, your friends from college are f- so far away from you. And the people that you're used to seeing every single day are just like rolling out of bed with or like stumbling into their house. Like yeah. you're not seeing them anymore. Exactly. Like I feel like for us even, like we're not even that far and we still have to plan ahead. Like we can't just be yeah. like, okay, let me drive an hour and a half and let's take right. it. You know what I mean? Um, but also I miss the walkability of the town. Like I Same. miss – we were just able to walk wherever, get coffee. I My senior year, I barely drove by. I left my car at – so I was in an apartment and we didn't have like set parking. So whatever you found, you were lucky. But I literally just left my car and keys with one of my friends that had a house. And he used my car, honestly, more than I did. And I was fine with that as long as I could keep it in his driveway. But um, it was funny because he'd be like, oh, do you want to go drive 45 minutes to Panda Express? I was like, no, you guys can go. Yes. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to. Exactly. So, And I had no issue with walking anywhere. So that's also something I miss that you don't really get in the suburbs personally. Yeah. But I mean, if you were in, you know, if I was in the city, of course, I'd be different. But yeah, definitely. So, okay. Well, anything else we want to touch on with the social aspect? Um, I hear also just way more drained, I think, tired. I especially like we talked about in the beginning of job. It's hard to get used to. I hope you just didn't hear my stomach growl. Did you just hear that? No, no, okay. I can't hear that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're just way more tired. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. We might cut that out if we won't. I don't know. We'll see if that's one or not. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. 
That's funny. Okay, you're just way more tired. So again, on the weekends, we were living for the weekends in college, and now I'm kind of just like, I am actually okay with having a chill weekend. Um, But again, it's, you know, and and we don't, we're talking about this not to be depressing or not to make you not excited to graduate. It's, I just wish someone told me to expect this when I graduated. Yeah, that's so true because I feel like like it, the transition for me was so hard because I had such high expectations of what my life would look like post grad and not that my life like sucks, like it doesn't <laughs> suck, but it's just very different. Like the lifestyle I'm living, the things I'm doing on the weekends, the way that I'm spending my time after 5 p.m. on the weekdays, like it just looks very different than I think what I expected. I don't know. Definitely. Yeah, no, I completely agree because I told you about like the, I wanted to work in the city, live in the city, like briefcase girl, like trench coat, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Put um, on heels every day. Yes, exactly. And I was so set on moving to, sh- moving to the city. Um, and then again, that's why I did not want to commit to relocating to the East Coast. And now I'm like, I'm okay in the suburbs. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm obviously going to move out. Oh my God, if I don't move out, someone... Check up, check in. <laughs> I think I'm really bad with my finances. I think I'm really bad on my finance with my finances that I can about, or uh, you're just I don't know, or I don't know what else. else going on. Yeah, so check in, check in. But uh, yeah, but right now I'm content. I don't know, and yeah. I don't know. It clearly it was very helpful for you to stay at home too. So yeah, that's also I mean, I think to- it's like it's okay to live at home too. Like. I don't know. I felt like I was going to be such a loser for living at home. But then, like you said, there's so many benefits. I mean, those for those months that I was living at home, uh, like for anybody listening who has student loans, oh my God, it was so amazing because I could just put a ton of money toward my student loans to help pay them off faster. Or just like I could do a shopping spree and like not really feel guilty because I didn't really have anything else that I had to pay for, you know? And Sometimes I feel like people are like, oh, you live at home? Like, wow, like, why don't you move out? And it's like, yeah. no, like, it's okay to move out, live at home right after college. I exactly. think it's becoming more and more, like, common, too. Definitely. Yes, especially with COVID and everything. I don't know. Yeah. I think things are, have changed, in my opinion. Definitely. But do you have anything else in the social aspect that you want to touch on? Um, no, I think I think we could probably finish up the episode by talking about just, like, our advice for how we transitioned and like maybe if there's anything we did um like picked up hobbies or tried new things that like helped us cope with it definitely so do you want to begin do you want to go first (laughs) yes yeah so I think for me it was I think this podcast honestly very like helped a lot so I've always wanted to have my own business like even through school like I always talked about that and I just never knew what to do like I always started these little side things like if my friends are listening to this right now, they, they're they like, yeah, she adored us so much with text. Like, oh, how does this look <laughs> and stuff? And I think it really helped having you push me to do this and stay consistent with this. So I'm really excited to see where this goes in general. So I just, I always wanted like a side project, whether that was a business or just something else. I just, I never knew exactly mm-hmm. what it was. So I think this has really helped and like gives you something outside of work to look forward to because for work, you know, you look forward to promotions, you look forward to finishing projects and doing well. But you need something outside of that for sure. So I think that has really helped. And um, yeah, and I have had more time to work out in general compared to school. So Mm -hmm. that has helped. And like even just walking while I'm working, I know that I talked about that. I think getting in shape is also another, you know, has helped in general, just like Mm -hmm. another goal. 
Um, and then also my last piece of advice is planning short travel trips. I know it's hard right now with COVID and everything, but I think it's definitely easier than what it, how it was two years ago. Um, yeah. I like, even if I take, I took, we're going to Boston actually for St. Patrick's Day. So I took Friday Ooh. off and I cannot be more excited. I'm just, even if it's like one day off, like a short weekend, I think, I think this is the key. Even like when we planned, like we were going to like Geneva for a weekend and we were going to go to that, you know, and just hang out. Um, yeah. I was so excited for that too. And it's just like in the, you know, area. So it's just, I think planning these little, you know, events, it doesn't have to be something crazy. Like, I mean, I'd love to go to Barcelona for a week, you know, take my piece of your trip. <laughs> yeah. But I think that has also really helped just planning these smaller little events. And like, again, like I said, with nowadays weekends, you need to plan a little bit more ahead. Like this Bullets game, we knew we were going for a month. So I was like kind of excited about that, you know? Yeah. So I think that has helped. And I would, yeah. that's my advice to consider that for sure. Cause it's very easy to overlook, you know, taking PTO or planning these trips in general. And, and honestly, you touched on it too, traveling alone, even if you don't have the ability maybe to get a group of people to go, just, mm-hmm. you know, make it a priority to do that. But how about you? Yeah. I mean, I think the key to surviving life post-grad is just to find um, like just a variety of different things to have goals in because, you know, when all you're doing is work, life can feel so boring. And I think especially coming right off from college, it's like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Like what is going on? And so whether that's like starting something new or like putting yourself outside of your comfort zone of like what you would usually be doing. So like for me, what I did right when I graduated was I joined a softball league with my parents. Yeah, I was going to actually ask about that if you didn't talk about it. Yeah, yeah I know that sounds kind of lame, but um, it was every single Monday after work. So that was kind of like another thing that I was able to look forward to. It was a softball league with like a bunch of people locally. So I got to meet new people, um, even if they weren't like immediately my age, like, you know, it's just another social thing that I was able to look forward to. And then after we would like go to a bar. And so that was like something that I always got to look forward to. Um, So that was softball. And then I also started to um, learn to play golf. So I'm not really a golf girl and not really that good, but my mom plays in a women's league on Wednesdays. And so I was like, oh, like that'll be a cute, like mother daughter bonding thing. So we started doing that in the summers. So again, just like another thing to break up my week um, was playing golf and like looking forward to the golf league. Um, and then we would do like little dinners after with like all the women in the golf league and like everyone would bring something. So that's cute. Um, that's so cute. It was so cute. And like the women are all different ages, like so funny. Actually, one of the women even dated Joe Biden. Like, oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Really? So, yes. <laughs> When she was younger. So it's just crazy because it's fun to like listen to all their stories because there are definitely like some older women, <laughs> like <laughs> retired women, you know, like wrinkly old. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like playing golf with me. Like, I mean that in no, like, I don't mean that to be offensive, but they are pretty old. <laughs> but, you know, it's just fun to like, learn stories from them and like talk to different people like that's definitely not something that I did when I was in college or like was able to be exposed to like all these different people so yeah and then just oh geez my charger just fell yeah and then just like the podcast you know just if you can find something you know whether it's 
a business or a sport or a hobby or just something that you can like have your own goals in on the side outside of work. I think that definitely helps. Definitely. Because you did start a small business. You did it all. You did the sports. You did the small business. You did the podcast. I really you did the social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's fun. Like, it's like a new thing that you get to learn about. Like, I don't know if this is just a, I don't know if this is just a trait of engineers or maybe just, maybe just a me thing, but <laughs> I would get like so obsessed about like learning about something new. And it was a great way to not like distract me from my job, but like, kind of like just give me more purpose to have, I guess, like, like for the small business that I started, I got to learn all about like business taxes and how to start an LLC and like how to source product and how to market and like just new things that I didn't learn in engineering school and I wasn't going to learn in my job, you know? Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that that's one of my biggest pieces of advice and just yeah, just try to put yourself outside of your comfort zone and say yes to things, even if you think that's not something you would normally do. Like, oh my gosh, a softball league with my parents. I was like, <laughs> this is so weird. But I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to say yes, because who knows what can come from it. So definitely. That's good advice. Anything else we think we should touch on before we close off the episode? This was a good episode. I feel yeah. like we really got, we really got into it. We we just chit chat. We're just like outline, then we'll just go. Yeah. But, um, well, there's so much we could talk about. Yeah. So I think. The, yeah, I think the takeaway from this is, it will be a tough transition, but just make sure to you know have something outside of work that mm-hmm. you're looking forward to, and it's you know not going to be the same as undergrad was, but you know, it's okay because there are good parts as well. And like, I think another thing to remember is everybody is going through it because I think it's so easy to compare yourself on social media. Like you might open Snapchat and you see everybody like on the weekends or people who live in the city, like going to parties or like, you know, like doing all these things. And it can be so easy to compare yourself and be like, wow, like my post-grad life, I'm living at home with my parents and these people like moved to a new town and like started a new life. And it's so different than when I'm living, but I think you never know what those people are going through. You know, like they're only going to put the good parts of their lives on social media. Like they could be going through struggles too. So just know that like everybody's going through it. Yeah. Cause I think it's hard to see when you're working in an industry. I think we work, you know, STEM in the, you know, usually is an industry where you work with older individuals in my opinion. Um, So I think, you know, like you said, it just makes it even harder to see, and to meet people that are going through the same thing. Yeah. Um, just because you have all these people that you work with that are just already established and you're like, okay, they already have their routine. They already have made that, tra- you know, have gone through this transition. So I think that makes it also very hard to see that. Yeah. All right. Should we finish up this episode? Yeah, I think, I think that was it. That's all I got. I think that was it. I think that's yeah. all we got. <laughs> um, All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. If you are able to leave a review on Apple podcast, that would be amazing. Um, I think it helps boost us in the charts or something, which just gives us the opportunity to reach more and more people to listen to this podcast. And hopefully we can help more and more people who are going through 
you know, the STEM industry and trying to navigate what it's like. So. Yes. And once we um, hit 100 reviews or ratings, we will give a $100 Visa gift card um, out as a giveaway. So make sure you send in screenshots of your entry, which can be seen, which can be found in our bio on Instagram. Yes, we have, um, if you go to our Instagram and um, it'll be linked in the show notes too, just hit the link and a survey, you'll find a survey there. Um, just follow the instructions in the survey and submit your screenshot and you will be entered in our giveaway. Um, all right. Uh, I don't think I have anything else uh, to add. I guess you guys could follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the podcast on Instagram and TikTok is my best, at my best friends and engineer. And then if you're listening on YouTube, you'll already have known this, but if you're not, we're also on YouTube um, and that's at BFE podcast. And then our personal socials, if you guys want to follow, um, mine is at Libby B on the label on Instagram and TikTok. And mine is at engineer Lexi on Instagram and TikTok. Amazing. Okay. Should we try to, should we try to do this at the same time again oh yes so we don't Our have a video yeah yeah we don't have a video on so maybe we won't it'll be better maybe we won't mess it up yeah okay. all right i'm lexi i'm libby and thanks, and for, thanks listening for listening to, to my, my best, best friends, friends and engineer <laughs> that was good that was better that was better yeah. than the q a one the q a oh my god we were just, yeah